0: Joining us right now on the phone, a uh, man who I would say is an embattled rock star. He was lead singer of Creed, frontman for Art of Anarchy, has two solo albums. In 2016, he replaced Scott Weiland in Art of Anarchy. He has had his moments in TMZ-type spotlights where, uh, gosh, you remember what rapper it was that saved his life when he tried to uh, commit suicide? Oh no! You don't? Okay. Yes, I do. Who is it? Ti. He's absolutely correct. Wow. Tip. Yep. A, I was gonna go with two chains. That was a joke.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. No. He. Uh, I believe it was in Miami, if I'm not mistaken. He whew, jumped from a hotel room, and uh, Ti just happened to be walking by or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wonder if he's spoken with Ti at length about that, because I know that. He hasn't spoken to your boy, Kid Rock, since the uh, unfortunate incident with... You remember what happened with those guys?
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Little, little tour bus? I'm aware. Okay. So they haven't spoken since. Uh, I would like to know if he has spoken with T.I. If you had a bet, would you say he has touched base with T.I. since that incident or not? I, I would say definitely. Definitely? T.I. doesn't seem like... The, he's that Southern gentleman type. He seems like he would at least call you and check in on you right let's find out as we speak to scott Stapp, ladies and gentlemen scott welcome to the show it's good to touch base with you again man
1: hey what's up guys how you doing
0: good man good to speak with you uh can you can you settle our uh yeah man uh settle our discussion are you still in touch with ti and have you been through the years
1: uh we've run into each other a couple times uh in la and in new york but uh no we don't stay in in uh day-to-day or month-to-month communication.
0: I got you. Uh, Scott Stapp, of course, coming to the Tampa Bay area, this new place, District 3, on September 5th. You can go to Ticketmaster.com for ticks. How does it feel to still, in 2016, Scott, despite all you've been through, still be able to stand on a stage and connect with the people who have supported you throughout these decades?
1: Man, it feels awesome, dude. I mean, it's It's my passion. It's what I love. Uh, I love getting up there, doing the big rock and roll show and connecting with the fans. And at this stage in my career, you know, it's like one big sing-along uh, between the Creed catalog and uh, my new solo record. So it's it's a really cool experience.
0: I'm sure it is. And for a guy who is open about his struggles with bipolar disorder... Do you feel like that has kind of been magnified due to the career path that you've chosen? Or would it be Scott Stapp, financial analyst, still dealing with the same things that you deal with?
1: No matter what, uh, I think my career path in life would have been, you know, mental illness set in in 1998. I started dealing with hardcore depression. uh, And, you know, it would have hit me no matter what I was doing. Uh, so, you know, it, it's just something that I've had to face and, and, you know, it, it, it's come with a lot of challenges over the years and a lot of, you know, secondary issues, uh, Right. From, uh, and, and, you know, so I'm glad today that I've got it, uh, managed and treated and I'm, and I'm living a happy, healthy, uh, productive life, man.
0: Good. And and you deserve that just like everybody does, man. And, I, and I'm sure that through the years there have been people both in front of you and behind your back who have said, oh, Mr. Rockstar, you know, boo-hoo-hoo selling all these albums, playing all this music. What could he have possibly to be upset about? But in actuality, like you said, it doesn't matter what you do for a living. And sometimes the fact that you're out there on stage performing for people and then you retreat into yourself probably makes it a little bit more difficult because of all the temptations that are set along your way, right?
1: Well, I think there's a lot of opportunity uh, to get caught up in the cycle of of self medicating with alcohol and drugs, you know, and I think that just, you know, made my situation worse, uh, and I kind of went down a down a, a spiral, man, of 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 the bottle um, and drugs for a number of years, uh, because for a time they helped my depression feel better, they helped the struggles that I was dealing with uh, mentally. Uh, they helped me cope, but then they developed their own set of problems, man. So, you know, it definitely gave me more opportunities, uh, for self-destructive stuff, man. And, and, uh, I definitely, uh, you know lived up to that
0: sure and and i can imagine that you look at a guy like scott wyland who you replaced in may of, of this year in art of anarchy and you go wow there but for the grace of god go i thank god that something happened to you to make you just click a couple of degrees away from the way that he went you know
1: oh yeah most definitely man i mean it's it's definitely an eye opener to where i could have been uh and where i could be if i ever go backwards right uh, so i just live one day at a time man and stay sober and love making music and 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 love rock and roll shows and and uh just appreciate life uh and my family
2: uh and uh just try to live in the moment.
0: Understood. We're speaking with Scott Stapp. He is coming to District 3 on September 5th.
2: Scott, do you have a, a favorite city to play in Florida and a least favorite city? Because earlier on in the show, uh, the guys that I work with were trashing Jacksonville, and I didn't know if you had any strong feelings towards Jacksonville at all.
1: <laughs> you know, man, I, I I know this sounds cliche and probably like the political, politically correct answer, but I, I enjoy everywhere I play uh, in Florida. Uh, I don't have a bad uh, experience i could i could mention or bring up and they've all, they've all been good bro
0: it's got to be even uh, more special for you in Orlando because coming from there like I do, like Soul Brother Kevin does, and uh, like you did, man, so many bands and so many so many talents came out of that city around the time you were there. I mean, friggin' Joey Fatone, product of Dr. Phillips High School. That scene was so robust, and uh, it's so interesting to see all the bands who went out, yet still when they go back, they're shown a lot of love in the 407, and I'm sure you are too.
1: Yeah, man, it's awesome. It's always good to come home and – and uh, play in front of a hometown audience, you know, growing up there, going to from elementary school to high school there and, and uh, a little bit of college there. Uh, You know, I spent the better part of my life there and uh, it's always good to do the hometown crowd.
0: For sure. We're speaking with Scott Stapp. He will be at district three on September 5th. I saw that you uh, have a single coming out in October. What can you tell us about it?
1: That's a uh, new single with a new project I'm working on, Art of Anarchy, Uh, and right now it's slated to be released in, in October. And the record is slated to be uh, released in March, but don't hold me to that. That's the record company's time schedule. <laughs> is it? Uh, so things is, can ch- things can
0: change. <laughs> sure. Is it still fun for you to get in the studio and uh, and work, or or is it just arduous, like laying down vocals one day, sitting around waiting for that, or or is it something you get a huge
1: thrill out of? It's still something that I get a thrill out of, man. I I love the creation process. Um, I love it when um, songwriting and, a, and and something special comes out. It's it's an adrenaline rush, and it's still something that I live for, man. Uh, so it's 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 one of the most um, enjoyable things about what I do. Right, uh, is the album making process and the creation process. Sure, man.
0: And before we let you go, uh, obviously, living the clean and sober life, your rider is going to look a lot more different than, uh, other than other rock and roll artists' rider. But do you throw anything, at, like a little tuna salad on wheat, only brown M&Ms? Anything interesting that we would find on the Scott <laughs> Stapp Tour rider?
1: No, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty healthy. You know, a, a lot of chicken breast, a lot of brown rice, mm. uh, a lot. Of, you know, water's one thing that, that we enjoy are these new uh, sparkling ice drinks uh you know, no 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 calories, but yep. they taste like soda it's 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 pretty cool, but it's it's pretty standard man, but it is it is a healthy one we're 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 trying to live healthier in our uh older age. Man, I'll
0: tell you, I was on that sparkling ice stuff for a long time. You got them for like a Bucket Winn-Dixie, but I, I just – I don't believe it. Like yeah. they tell you – like it tastes too much oh, like I never soap. trust it either. Neither. Yeah. Like it's like, oh, you're telling <laughs> yeah. me this is calorie-free. There is no way this delicious key lime – Right. It exactly- wasn't clear. <laughs> <laughs> so if Scott Stapp grows like a third head while he's on, sh- on stage, we're going to know it's because yeah, something exactly. was in that sparkling ice, man. Well, dude, listen, always great talking to you, dude. And, um, and I, 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 yeah, I say right. it every time I talk to you. Glad you're still walking upright on this side of the earth man keep getting enjoyment out of what you do and connecting with the fans and uh and congratulations man on on decades of success
1: uh thank you brother it's always great to talk to you drew
0: no doubt man no doubt stay well all right scott
1: all right you too brother see you soon see you man
0: see he's a uh he's he's just a different guy you know
2: he didn't like you guys talking about that clear soda that he drinks though I think you like that part a lot better than I can the. Tell uh, getting, he's like, damn it, I'm I'm gonna grow a third head now. <laughs>
0: I think, think you like that a lot more than the Ti part. Oh man, he should have got a verse from Ti. <laughs> <laughs> 97X, Tampa Bay's new rock alternative. It's Morning X with Drew and Seth. We are still looking for a paralyzed individual. We'd like to help you out. We've been inspired by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, signing Eric... LaGrange. I was going to say LaGrange, which is a ZZ Top song. You don't even know who they are. Uh, But we want to help out a paralyzed person by giving them some prizes. Long beards. Absolutely. Sharp-dressed man. Uh, If you are paralyzed, maybe you're in a wheelchair, maybe you've lost the use of your legs, give us a shout. 877-327-9797. We want to do whatever we can do. Uh, to help out uh, you and your community uh, Now Scott Stapp Very polarizing figure I know the dude I mean and, and I don't just mean like Well I, does he know you? Yeah he does Because uh, he uh, he came into my studio in Orlando And we hung out for a while We since exchanged emails And he actually released Remember when he threw the bottle of orange gin at his wife? <laughs> yeah <laughs> one of the many scott stapps brushes with the laws a lot law, well he sent me an email and asked me to release it to the press and i i, I was forced to uh, confront myself do i correct his many spelling and grammatical <laughs> errors <laughs> Or do I leave it as it is? And I decided to leave it as it is. I'm not his editor. Good call. But I did disperse it to the media, and that's how everybody found out his statement about what happened when he threw the Orangina at his wife's face. So I'm pretty sure he remembers me.
2: All right, Danielle's got him on. Okay, Danielle's got him on hold right now. You may
0: not love him, uh, but you know who he is, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Scott Stapp, what's up, bud? What's up, man? How are you? Doing real well, man. It's great to hear your voice again. I'm so proud of you for uh, for keeping it together, man. We um, we spoke in Orlando in 2008. You, were, uh, you had definitely been through some rough times. You're a survivor. You guys are back together with Creed playing Saturday at the Ruth Eckert Hall. And I'm sure people want to know how you went from somewhat of an acrimonious breakup to finding yourselves back together and playing the Creed music that people love so much.
1: I tell you, man, it's, it's been a long journey, and it happens in rock and roll. It happens with bands. It, it happens with families. It happens with best friends. You get pissed off at each other, and you annoy each other. And, uh, you know, that's what happened, man, and you just get over it. You know, just, just like in most situations in life with people that you love, you know, you take some time away, and then you just migrate back to each other when it feels right, and
2: uh, right now it feels right.
0: Awesome, man. Time heals all wounds, I guess they say, right?
2: Yeah, I mean it helps. It definitely moves things forward. Hey, Scott, how much pressure comes along with being one of the biggest bands in the world?
1: <laughs> wow, a lot of pressure, man. Uh, it, it's definitely not easy, and and uh, you know we're just flying by the seat of our pants there. Uh, back in in late nineties and, and early two thousands, and and um, you know a lot of pressure. I I think being ignorant to really the 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 reality of how uh, big the band was uh, probably helped most definitely.
0: Right. And probably, Scott, nobody really trains you on how to be a rock superstar. In other words, while you're on your way up, there's probably no workshops you can take, probably nobody that you can talk to that's going to prepare you for not only the popularity, but the immense backlash. I mean, Creed and, and yourself, you're just such a polarizing figure where it's either you're a huge fan or, you know, uh, there's, a, there's a contingent of people out there who can't wait to see you fall again, you know?
1: Oh, yeah, man. That's, that's, that's life. And and, uh, you know, it would have been nice to have, uh, you know, a rock and roll 101 intro uh, <laughs> class. But, uh, you know, they, they don't do that, man. We were just four dudes jamming in a basement in Tallahassee and, uh, and kind of throwing it to the fire and, and I wanted it any other way. Uh, everything happened the way it did, and and uh, it was an
2: amazing ride, man. Good and bad.
0: Absolutely. We're speaking with Scott Stapp. Creed is playing at Ruth Eckerd Hall this Saturday.
2: Scott, why do you think that you're such a polarizing figure, and Creed is such a polarizing band? Do you think it's mostly because of your popularity? I think that, I think on one
1: hand, uh, you know, any any artist that, that becomes extremely popular, there's always going to be two camps that form, and 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 I think you know we threw some. Uh, some other things in there, some other factors in there that, that you know, even accentuated polarizing, and, and that would be the, some of the spiritual themes and, and some of the opinions expressed in Sinairo's writing, uh, you know, really, really you know, were hot issues, uh, and, and it caused and people to choose sides.
0: Do you see kind of yourself, uh, and I don't want to equate you with a Tim Tebow, but with a lot of the backlash you see about Tim Tebow, it's because he wears his spirituality on his shirt sleeve. In other words, I don't think that he crams it down people's throat, but he definitely lets it be known that he is a man of faith. Can you relate to kind of what he goes through with what you went through with uh, Creed at the crest of your popularity?
1: Well, I'll tell you, we're, we're much different. Uh, on, on one hand, you know, yes, I do you know, have share the same faith, but at the time that we were the most popular, I definitely wasn't living it like Kim Tebow is. Uh, I, you know, I want, I really wanted nothing to do with, with, with that life. I was raised that way, very strict, hardcore, religious, fanatical family. And, uh, and I was running from it. And I ran as far away as I could straight to rock and roll. Right. And, uh, you know, when we got that, that label, uh, you know, it, it, I think it, instead of, of feeling proud, uh, you know, it, it didn't accurately characterize the band. You know, we were living a rock and roll lifestyle, and within that, we were just being honest in our music and and talking about some of the issues uh, in our own lives, and, and and that was one of them. Uh, I mean, today, uh, years later, uh, after everything, you know, I'm in a much different place spiritually, and and I'm right with God in my life, and and uh, you know, living that life, and and I finally come to come to grips with that. But back in the day. Uh, I don't think you could make any comparison between me and Tebow because it's just two different, <laughs> two different scenarios, man. You know, I was I was I was living in this world, partying like a rock star, and and running from my faith. Uh, Tim has embraced it. Uh, and it, and it's and it's it's tough. It's tough in both both regards uh, because when you do that and you make a statement of your faith and you come out and you say, "Hey, I believe in this," people think that you're supposed to be perfect. And, you know, the way I believe is, is God and Christ didn't come for people who were perfect. He came for the sick. He came for people that needed him. Uh, and, and I definitely have been one of those guys, and am still one of those guys. So being a Christian doesn't mean you're perfect. It just means, you you, you know, you're trying to improve your life, and, and, and it's about progress, man. And, uh, you know, so I, I think if everyone in the world stood uh, there'd be a lot less judgment.
0: Absolutely, man. We're speaking with Scott Stapp. Creed is playing at Ruth Eckert Hall this Saturday.
2: Scott, any regrets about your music? Are you okay with the way everything played out?
1: Man, I, I'm, I'd am accept it 100%, man. I wouldn't change a thing. Everything in my life, uh, musically, uh, is, is the way it was supposed to be. Uh, and, and everything was a catalyst for the next record. And then the songs on that record were the catalyst for the for the next record so it was a growth process and, and in terms of, of anything in my life that I've gone through uh, because of my own choices or, 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 or being uh, caught up in, in in the party you know that all has helped me now and in, in, in my faith and, and in my life as a human being uh, you know I survived. Uh, thank God, and, and so I'm able to to share that story with other people, and, and hopefully help them avoid things that that uh, I didn't avoid.
0: Absolutely, and I, uh, Scott, we're all too aware of the uh, the pitfalls that you uh, have fallen into. Uh, some you know some brushes with the law and whatnot. I imagine those are some of the low points. What's the high point for you when you look back at everything you went through and Creed went through? What's the one thing that shines over everything else as far as the most positive memory that you have?
1: Oh, my gosh, there's so many. Uh, I think the most positive memory I have in my life uh, is meeting my wife and having my three kids. Uh, You know, that trumps everything. Uh, But in terms of Creed, I I think just, you know, the fact that, you know, we were four guys, man, had a dream uh, of rock and roll superstardom, and, and it happened, it came true. And uh, I'm so blessed and fortunate uh, to have been given that opportunity, man, and and that blessing, and 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 that's the most amazing thing that could happen is 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 just believing in a dream, man, and and keep going and it actually happening.
3: All yeah. right, guys, um, we're hitting about the 10-minute mark, so if you want to have a great wrap-up question or anything like that, now's the time.
0: Cool. Yeah, we're good. We uh, yeah, we'll, we'll end on that note. I appreciate it very much, Scott. Great connecting with you again. Hey, you hey, still. Thanks, Drew. Thank you, dude. Uh
2: What was that? Um, That was his publicist breaking the line. Did she not have your number?
0: No, no. When they called in, they said, hey, you have 10 minutes, which that wasn't even 10 minutes Uh, if I'm correct. Seven minutes, 33 seconds. Okay, so she called in and I said, she goes, you know, you have about 10 minutes. I said, great. Let me give you my cell phone number. I will give them the wrap up sign. Call me. And she said, absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Has that ever happened to you in your 10 years of working in radio? Uh, no one has ever broken the line before. They normally, if we're going over, they'll normally call Danielle and then Danielle will give us a signal to wrap it up. But no one has ever done that before. I am
0: so sorry. I told no, her. What? Oh, no, it's okay. I, well, I feel bad because I told her when she said it, I said, call my phone. Here's my number. I gave it to her again. Do you have that on audio? Do you have, did you record that? Give me a second. I mean, I, I recorded <laughs> the interview. I'm going to have to find that bit. Uh... I've interviewed a lot of people and I've gone long in interviews before with big names and I have never in a million years had a publicist break the line on a live on the air interview to tell me to wrap it up. She said and
2: give him one good last question.
0: Yeah, here's my last question. Who the hell do you think you are, lady? <laughs> She's Scott Stapp's publicist. I mean, you know, not for nothing, but, like, we're here, like, uh, presenting Scott Stapp in a in a light that is not douchey. We're not making fun of him. We're not ridiculing him or anything. We're giving him an opportunity
2: to talk about himself. Maybe she was sensing it was going down that road. I don't know why, though. I don't know. I got it right here. All right, let's hear it. I got to hear this again.
3: All right, guys. Um, we're hitting about the 10-minute mark, so if you want to have a great wrap-up question or anything
2: like that now's the time <laughs> <laughs> who are you are you mad i'm livid are you yes i just i can't even believe that really happened how like many, how many more questions did you have i was all
0: out that's not the point i was out i was done but at the, but i would like to wrap up the interview on my own terms like what does he have to get to? It's on 19 on a Thursday morning. Should have been there on a
2: Sunday morning banging your head. I don't know. Maybe he's got to call Free Beer and Hot Wings in Memphis or something. Well,
0: maybe Free Beer and Hot Wings <laughs> you can hold their freaking wad for a second so we don't sound like a half-ass operation. Right, no, I
2: love that, man. That's never happened before. I like it. I wish people would do that more often. All
3: right, guys. Um, we're hitting about the 10-minute mark, so if you want to – have a great wrap-up question or anything like that
2: now's the time. Let me do
0: my job. (laughs) We had two minutes and 30 seconds until the 10-minute mark. I was going to wrap up and say, hey, listen, you and I know each other, blah, blah, blah. I mean,
2: when we set up interviews, they ask for a hotline number, they ask for a backup, and they ask for the producer's cell phone, so we always give them Danielle's cell phone, and trust me, we've had people on before, and they've been blowing up Danielle. that She's got to get them off of us. but nobody ever breaks the line at all. No, I've been given the
0: wrap-up sign and blown it off by many a producer, (laughs) and I understand it's just a considerate thing when someone's doing radio interviews that you give them uh, you know, the time allotted, and then you move on because other radio stations want to talk to this dude. Well,
2: that's not doing anything for people that still think that Scott Stapp's a D-bag. That's the
0: thing, is we could fill the phone lines, and I have before in uh, previous um, cities that I've worked, like Orlando, filled the phone lines of people who had Scott Stapp as a douche stories, but we're not doing that here, and I didn't want to do that here, and I didn't want to have to tell the story about how he didn't show up to his own charity softball game. Well,
2: now you're about to tell it. Oh,
0: no, I can't because uh, he's on his path to recovery, and it'd be mean to do that, but I, I... Are we being? Are we overreacting to this? Oh, I don't. I don't really have a reaction. I just oh. think it's
2: funny. I it, just. I've, no one's ever done that before. Yeah,
0: and, and I, I don't mean to sound like we've got such a difficult job. Oh, pity us. No. But at the same time, uh, that just really threw me off. Like
2: that's exactly.
0: If I did have a wrap up question scheduled, that that like let's have one more great
2: wrap up question and then All right, hey guys, we're done here. Hey,
0: listen. Um, you've gone long enough. We're approaching. your two and a half minutes away from ten minutes. So whatever silly bullcrap you're about to talk about to promote his show this Saturday at Ruth Eckerd Hall. Uh, could you please get to it? All right, I'm sorry. I don't mean to get my panties in a wad no, about that. No, it's all that. good. It's just weird. I, can I play it one more time? Yeah.
3: All right, guys. Um, we're hitting about the 10-minute mark, so if you want to have a great wrap-up question or anything like that, now's the time.
2: That's what publicists get paid for, I guess, to break the lines during interviews. I guess so.